We're coming through. Hey, man, we got a lot to do today. That rock was heavier than I thought it was earlier. That rock was especially chosen, and it's really the most important one that we're going to be using right now. We're just about, just about to get finished, but this is a, the cornerstone here that we'll be building off of, and uh, I'm not Nehemiah, that dude, he's, he's pretty awesome, but uh, I'm one of the... One of the workers that's just helping on the, on the wall, and uh, I don't know, this is some other guy that's been, we're just working side by side, and uh, we've got people all along around the city that are helping out and everything, and uh, I tell you what, it's been grueling, like I've wore these same clothes for like 52 days, and no, that's not common. So, but uh, Nehemiah, he had, uh, he'd actually got special permission from the king, which was really a dangerous thing, you know, to go before the king. But he had a dangerous job anyway. He was the, he's the cupbearer to the king, which is really a, a you know, a pretty, pretty interesting job because every time the king wants a drink of wine... The cupbearer, he takes the cup and he takes a drink of it to make sure there isn't any poison in it. So he's used to dangerous work anyway. But um, the, uh, the king granted him permission because Nehemiah had really sought after God. And, you know, I think what it was was he, was, uh, he cared for his people. And his people, uh, their city had been in ruins. And, but what, what Nehemiah was so, so really cool about it is Nehemiah, he, he like repented and like prayed for God for this. And uh, the king granted him permission and even gave him a uh, gift card for lumber. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not a mason. Actually, I've been out of work for a bit. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but you know, I've had dreams of uh, doing things. It's just that when you're beat down, you can get discouraged. And so, uh, you know, I had dreams of starting my own business, but you know, the city's in ruins. I mean, who's going to buy anything? I mean, a lot of people have left and everything. And so uh, Nehemiah had this great vision to rebuild this wall, and man, he just really encouraged us to really just jump in. I mean, what do we have to lose? You know, do you have anything to lose? Why don't you say something? Gosh. Hey, you know what, though? It takes all of us, because this, this wall all the way around, like it's all going on at the same time, it's crazy how much is getting done. 
and um, we're just about done, but there's this dude, Sandballot, like he's been giving us all kinds of trouble, and I mean, he, that dude ticks me off. Him, I mean, he's, he's the governor of Samaria, I'm not going to say any more about that, but him and his friend Tobiah, they're like really, really mad at us for building this wall, and uh, you know, I know what it is. It isn't the fact that we're building this wall around the city and wanting to rebuild this great place for our, us and our families. And this is, you know, this is God-ordained, but I know what he's mad about. If we get this done, then the people have hope. And he won't be able to control us anymore. And he's afraid of an uprising. And so, you know, I don't think it's so much that he hates us, maybe, but he's got control issues, and he's wanting to control us. And, uh, you know, he's, he's getting rich, and we're getting poor, and, uh, you know, we're not going to stand for that, you know. This is our families. This is our homes. So, Nehemiah, he's such a good leader. He inspires us. And, you know, I saw the dude the other day, he was carrying blocks and mixing mud. And, uh, hey, you got your sword on you? You got a big knife, anyway. Because, uh, see, half of us have to guard the rest of us. And so he's got a trowel in one hand and a dagger in the other. And I hope he's on my side. You are, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's on my side, and uh, he's got my back. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to get anything done whenever you're worried about someone sticking a knife in your back or cu cutting your throat from behind. But he's got my back. And it's hard to get this many people all with the same vision, but man, Nehemiah, I, I really believe he was chosen by God to do this. And uh, our city is going to be not even the same as it was, but it's going to be better than ever before. Amen. You thirsty? You want a drink? <laughs> I didn't think he'd really do it. <sighs> Whatever. It takes all kinds. That first stone I brought in was like the cornerstone of this portion that we're doing. And it's the most important stone. Because without it... Nothing else matters in this wall. Everything is centered around it. It may not even look like it's perfect like these others, but it is perfect. The uh, sand ballot and his little henchmen, they, uh, they said that this wall, that even if a fox walked on it, it would knock it over. 
But I say if God instructed Nehemiah to have us build this wall, a fox will not take it down. This uh, work that's going on, this wall is really, really important, but it's not really about the wall. You want to know what it's about? It's about him and me and our families. We've had no hope, but now with what's going on and the excitement that's going on, we can rebuild our city. People will have encouragement to start new businesses, to start schools, to be able to um, do the things that only they've dreamed about. And now it's going to become a reality. 52 days we've been able to do this. And uh, is it about quitting time? It's getting close. The only thing that hadn't been done yet is the doors haven't been put on. And so we've still got a few doors to do. But they said that Sanballat had called out Nehemiah and he wants Nehemiah to meet with him in the land of Ono. Oh no. <laughs> now I don't know about you, but I've had this rule of thumb with me and my kids is if they're ever in getting ready to get in a fight in school and, someone, and they have no choice, I told them, I said, you do it right then and there. And they said, what? I said, yes, if you have no choice, you do it right then and there. Do not meet anybody after school. And they said, why? And I said, because if you do it right then and there, someone's there to break it up. <laughs> Don't go meeting people to go fight. Don't fight in school either. So Nehemiah is not going to go to meet, or yeah, he's not going to go meet Sanballat. That would, be, that would be foolish, because here's the thing, he is so laser focused on the vision that God has given him that he is not going to stop, and he's not going to let us stop until this thing is done. I know what would happen, man. If he went to go meet him, as soon as he got there and these doors aren't finished, for one, they're going to take him down and they're going to rush in and take us down. But we're, that's not going to happen. We're going to stand together and we're going to finish this, fortify the city. And it's the people inside is what matters. And, you know, there's not, not as many... And there's going to be, when we get done, there's going to be some the families that are going to move in here and occupy it. And we've already got, like, um, some new birth and some new growth. Uh, there's one that's, that's, that's here. It's uh, um, Audrey and Dylan Sharp. They're having a baby. Hey, where are you guys at? He's back there like that. Don't be so shy. The reason I mention that is last week, the whole family has on shirts that talk about it, and Dylan, after service, goes, 
Hey, George. Could the Sharp family stand up and finally show their shirts? Way to go, Dylan and Audrey. Good job. I think that's it, man. You sure you don't want another drink? Okay. I think that's it. Yes, give him a hand. It's the people inside the wall that really, really matter. The sand ballots in your life, you've got to tell them, oh no, with grace, and tell them, oh no. Do not fall into the traps of the enemy. Gossip is the trap of the enemy. Hatred is the trap of the enemy. All sin is the trap of the enemy. We've got to stay laser focused in the vision that God has set for us. We're preparing and rebuilding our city walls here. And there's gonna come a day, probably very short, very soon, you know, when I say very soon, who knows? That's up to God that we'll have a new pastor. But this church is gonna be ready for him. Because we're pulling together, we're rebuilding our walls, and, and we're preparing we're preparing for new birth and new life and new people to move in. And there'll be some that had, will move back in. And everybody in our city is welcomed with open arms by the grace of God. If you would all please stand. God wants to rebuild something individually within each of us. Many of us have brokenness in our lives. Regardless of whether we're walking through the halls and we say that everything's fine and everything's okay, sometimes things aren't okay. Sometimes there's something that's very tore down and broken and burnt in your life. And But God, He wants to rebuild those things in your life. Not just back to where they were, but back better. Because he wants new birth to well up inside you. The Holy Spirit wants to do a work in your life and give you new vision, new meaning, new purpose. So as the musicians play, if you say, George, I don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never even, I don't even know Jesus. Then I would ask you today,
come to him, run to him, and call out to him and say, Lord, save me. If that's you and you've never given your life to Christ, please come on down to these altars. Come and grab me by the hand and I'll pray with you. Grab somebody by the hand, but run to him. God wants to build something inside of you today. He wants to become very close and personal with you. He wants to be your personal savior.